Hello and welcome to the Ringo Zone, motherfuckers. It's been three years. How you doing? Hey! Oh. Oh. Hey! For fuck's sake, we are at Gerber's funeral right now. Is this really the time for this? Where is the fanfare? This is a it's happy occasion. Three years ago was the first episode we posted in... I mean, sure, uh, a right, later look, look, cast member of Guy, but... I, I'm down with that. I just think we should have a moment of silence. Okay, moment's over. <laughs> I, yeah, I, hey, he died the way he lived, chugging dicks. He did. I, anyway, I, I think so, we can only go up from here. So, so I know, I know, we got a celebration and all, but I thought first uh, I should make a little announcement. Uh, Kayla, yes. got you a present. You did oh. not. Oh no! Yeah, I did because I know, I know it's been weird for you since you joined, being the only girl around. And Has Gerber it? died, so his living space is unoccupied. So what I did, I went online. I got us a Russian mail-order bride. She's inside of this crate without any air holes right now. Um, <laughs> Am worry. I the Russian mail-order no, bride? No, no, no. He, he bought you a friend. It's a new person for you to interact with, Kayla. Jesus Christ. Completely oh. unlike anybody you've ever met before. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking open the box now. Everybody, meet our newest co-host, Natasha Stepanova. On the side of the box, is that a Best Buy date? Quiet. <laughs> Natasha, exactly come on out and introduce now. yourself. Hello, my name is Natasha. Is it just you, me, or does her voice sound like a lot of people? You remind me of, yeah. like, <laughs> th I don't remember even if it's three or four people. I don't even remember how many we've had. Three. It's the, a group three, of people in the that fucking we all rotation. Hate. It's honestly like the Defense of the Dark Arts position of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like He's 100%, you know what I mean? I feel like he, he peaked when he was a sentient jar of Gerber food. Dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Did we, did we, was he cremated? What was... He was, he was bored. <laughs> Don't you, think about it. It's the know, Ringo Zone. I Hi. think I hate this. <laughs> you know, it took I'm, you three I need, years I'm to get out. I'm gonna shit in. Alright, right, buds. It's been three years. That's great. We we got rid of Gerber, which I think was a necessary thing. I feel it's a we, win. We got we got to bring in some cringy bullshit every once in a while. You know how we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, look. Uh, it's been three years. We love you, and it's crazy that I'm thinking that like we have some fans that like comment on every episode, like every episode, like Jar of Plasma. Shout out to you as a hey. fan, honestly. There's people who've been to us from the start, and I appreciate that. So that is thanks fucking to nuts. By the way, we're we're doing a, a single pale rose. Yeah, we're we're skipping ahead a little bit because it's it's too yeah, it's, it's, big. it's our third Special anniversary. Episode. The newest episode just came out. It's a very big event. Instead of playing this dull catch up, we want to get to the juicy stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm Dylan. Uh, I'm Evan, and this podcast is longer than any romantic relationship I've ever had. Me too. Uh, I love you, baby. I'm I'm Kayla, and this podcast is just short of the longest romantic relationship I've ever had. Actually, you well, know what? Can we'll I? I don't mean to. Can I change my thing? This podcast is the longest romantic relationship I've ever had. <laughs> Aww, we love you, Evan. I'm Stop Max, it. and the true. number of years that this podcast has been going now is three more than the number of romantic relationships I've had. Ah, uh, man, you've had a thousand one-night stands. When are you going to settle down? Sticking with the uh, the romantic subtones of this one, since this podcast has began, I have met somebody and then gotten married to them. Yay, Savon! <laughs> Yay, Savon! That's pretty big right there. Like, I'm trying to clap like, as best I can with Push to Talk going. I was, yes, I was like, as much congratulations as possible. Like, that's insane. We, that's, we've... 
the time skipped. Yeah. Yeah, we I even I grew a beard to show that time has passed. Your John Mullaney reference did not get past me. Okay, last person, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Natasha, and according to the lore of this podcast, this is the first romantic relationship <laughs> I've ever been in. <laughs> Dylan and I both independently came to the conclusion should we just fucking stop the bullshit and like when we get to year four we'll just start calling him matt and then we both independently reached the conclusion no he doesn't deserve that kind of dignity <laughs> oh, no. does, does each persona like sickly or do they are they accident prone how do they die i think we straight up shot mickey mickey got shot and the then Christmas episode, Gerber but we had on an entire carton of dicks. We had, we had I a wonder, Christmas episode that was really fun, I think, when we killed one of them. Is there any way to possibly segue to As far as killing of somebody and not actually having them really be dead, let's talk about a single pale rose. Steven is pink diamond, so that's... Uh, hey, yeah, we've got a diamond pretty, in our midst. That's pretty wild. Steven is so, pink diamond. Podcast okay, over. First, first and foremost, first and foremost, I think it was Matt Burnett who, like, two years Who? ago or something, was like, absolutely not. Rose Quartz is not pink diamond. Matt yeah, Burnett, they, like, the entire yeah, fandom the, didn't the believe is, you. I was pretty on the Rose Quartz is pink diamond theory. Yeah, well, it's it's like whatever whatever logic you had though never could have I probably there's that one comic actually that kind of get close. So can I can I real quick share my journey through the Rose Quartz's Big Diamond theory? Do it. Yeah, sure. The first time I heard, it, I was like, oh no, no, and then I gave it some thought. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. It seems a little <laughs> uncertain. Then I was this is a gripping journey with it for a while. <laughs> then we got to the fucking zoo. And we saw, like, the whole room full of rose quartzes. That kind of threw it out of my head, and then I thought it was an actual rose quartz. And so I just thought that for a while, I was thinking rose isn't pink diamond, rose isn't pink diamond. And then the episode airs. How, so how do you guys feel about how pink diamond went from being a spoiled brat to being, like, this soft savior of Earth? Okay, I have some things to say about pink diamond. Yes. Let's what what things? Let, let, let's, let's let the fresh blood talk. My perspective on this revelation specifically is um more to do with the kind of it hasn't been massive but there has been some backlash about like what rose quartz's character like her morality as a character has been upon this revelation and what it has been throughout the entire show because there's always been discourse about whether or not rose quartz is quote-unquote a good person or a bad person mm -hmm. and this this uh revelation has either upturned a lot of people's opinions or further cemented them and my perspective has been that while rose quartz made mistakes she her ultimate goal was never something ulterior or evil yeah like every everything that made you think that she had any sort of ulterior motive like you were going to say is just been a for the greater good kind of situation. Well, so that's interesting. Uh, the thing that um, this, you know, when when you have a big twist like this, it not only is like obviously reveals some plot details, but it also, you know, there's a history there that was not revealed before that they still get to explore. Which, yeah. like you say, Natasha, like, you know, that personality aspect, was that always there? Or is there, you know, what's the growth look like? Well, as, as I learned, as I learned really recently, uh, Joe Johnson was answering some questions on Tumblr, which I, Ma I remember Max that. posted. Yeah, Max, I'm giving credit to Max for having shown me that. And I went through his blog a little bit and 
he revealed that the idea that Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond has been there since the very beginning of the show. Because when Joe Johnson was signed up for the very beginning, that's when he learned about it. And he he said, and I quote, I want to work on this show until I die or my hands fall off. Because that that's, that's what great. convinced him to be part of the show was the secret. Here's 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 my question, though. Was Rose Quartz like a secret identity Pink Diamond used, and then she founded the Crystal Gems as that, and she'd go back and forth between being the two as needed? Was she just like role-playing with herself like, as Rose Clark Quartz and Pink Diamond for a little well, while there? I feel like she did Rose Quartz just so that she could get close to the people on Earth, and then in that process... I have a bit of a thesis statement written down, and it's, it's Hit what us with I... Your thesus. You even wrote oh it down, you fucking What I kind of think is what or what the Kruniverse had planned for what the order of events for what happened to Pink Diamond. And I'm going to try to read it. I'm going to read it verbatim so it's not going to coerce directly into it. So yeah. Pink Diamond's personality was how we've seen Rose through the show through and through. She was only a brat until the moment she fell in love with humanity when she realized she couldn't in good consciousness allow Earth to become a hollow colony. She asked the Diamonds if she could leave Earth alone. The Diamonds, who had been explicitly dealing with Pink Diamond, whining for God knows how long to get her own colony, now hear her saying, no, I don't want to rule this planet. I want I want this uh, Earth to stay alive and beautiful, and like I want humanity to stay like around. Did you plagiarize like, no, this? No, no. This is I'm. This is my thoughts. And she's wow, like, you're like really coherent. Way more coherent than the last. Your English is impeccable. God, Natasha is such an upgrade over Gerber. <laughs> Better than Gerber. Everything. So my no. Beer. So yellow and blue are like no. Fuck that. We brought you this colony. It's now your responsibility. And so you could argue like it's like the parent who forces their kid to keep learning the trombone. Yeah, basically <laughs> they're like, I want to learn this, man. Like, no, I don't want to clean your plate exactly. And so arguably you could say it's like her fault for trying to get this in the first place, but you can't really like fault her for seeing Earth and then going, oh wait, no, I want to protect this. Like, yeah, she wanted to rule the colony in the first place, but she she ended up changing her mind and wanting to keep it alive. So. She knows she can't like she she can't argue with the diamonds anymore. Like she, there's no point in trying to like break that wall down. So she kind of creates this little persona that she can't as a diamond go off and run and play off with humanity and do that thing because she's got responsibilities. So she creates rose quartz to kind of mingle with humanity and enjoy Earth as it is. And eventually, she starts speaking about like all oh, like this is the beauty of Earth to like other gems in her colony trying to maybe like coerce secretly coerce the rest of her followers into also thinking that earth is beautiful but not everybody not all of her gems believed this rose quartz persona so as things happen things tend to get more out of hand she starts causing mischief to try to like convince more and more gems to join her a la the whole thing with how blue diamond lost her lost that ruby and sapphire and became garnet and eventually it starts becoming like too much of a problem and she and as pink diamond she goes to talk to blue and yellow again and she's like well there's this rose quartz causing mischief and she all and she believes that the earth should be protected and stuff should we just this is kind of getting out of hand what should i do and then we see that flashback in the previous episode in can't go back where uh yellow and blue are like just raise your fists to your followers and they will raise their fists with you or whatever the exact quote was and she's like well shit i can't not do that now because that's what they've told me to do and so, like, basically under the thumb of her, of the other diamonds, she rallies her own followers against her other followers who have now gone onto the belief of Rose Quartz and want to protect Earth. 
starting a war she never wanted to have and forcing every gem that she rules to fight each other on a, in a war that she didn't want. Yeah, I think a lot of that is not not to say that not to invalidate your theory because like you know it's super well thought out. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's pretty much the only logical path that we can kind of assume at this point yeah exactly and you know eventually uh, and eventually yeah you know the shatter plan comes into rose's or rose and pink diamond's mind and she's like there's no way to righteously end this war so she creates this plan where she thinks oh if i get if i can convince the if i can convince everybody because at this point she doesn't believe that pink diamond and yellow diamond really care for her because so far they've just seen her as this annoying little brat like, that's what she's been to them. And so she's like, they're not going to miss me. I'm an annoying brat. And so, like, you know, the, she thinks the diamonds don't really... They think she's an annoying brat, so she wants to pretend to off herself so that she can completely take over the Rose Quartz persona and stop being Pink Diamond forever. And, like, she, it, she thinks that it works for a while because it's like, oh, the diamonds are... The, all the gems are starting to retreat and they're all distraught because of Pink Diamond's gone. But then the diamonds out of fucking nowhere do that fucking do the corruption song thing or whatever exactly it was that ended up space laser. Yeah, the giant space laser and everybody's all the other gems are gone except for Garnet, Amethyst and Pearl and Rose Quartz. Well, they didn't find Amethyst yet, but she comes later. Right. And then from that point on, Rose Quartz is sitting there living with the fact that she essentially killed almost everybody in her colony. Yeah, and it's like a reverse Holocaust. Yeah, just like yeah. my barnet. Jesus Christ. And yeah, and so the the last couple of lines that I wrote, and I really want to like say it exactly the way I wrote it because I think it, it hammers home why I love this character so much. Please. She ended up losing more gems than she ever thought she would. Pink Diamond did not do what she did out of laziness or callous indifference. She loved more than any gem ever had before her, and her love saved many and hurt many, which is like what love inherently does. Is this what your poetry sounds like? That is like, actually kind of smart. That's, that, that is why I fucking love her character and why this revelation made her my favorite character in the show. And why Steven is also one of my favorite characters is because the world, uh, for 5,000 years, she lived with the fact that she inadvertently destroyed thousands of gems she never wanted harm to come to because the world she lived in wouldn't allow change. So she made sure she could create life on her own terms and that life was given the choice she never had. A choice, period. Pink couldn't change, not in a true and permanent way. So she made Steven a diamond who could change, who could do things she could never do and be things she never could. Okay, this actually, that actually is smart, which, and and don't, look, and I never say this, all right? <laughs> don't get used to me saying this. I don't often say this, but like, genuinely good point, yeah. Nat. <laughs> Thank you. The rest of my bullet points seem kind of like not great after that you're right because but that that point is obvious but it also adds a lot of clarity to the series yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that was this is basically the unified theory of like what i believe right, but it, it's well everything it's good, you know what i mean like it's a good point nicely yeah. done and and yeah, I, I can't believe it's been three years out. and i want to and i want to like real quickly like put uh, say this real quickly um i don't mean to like fo- like front load the podcast with that which i feel uh, and i know i just did I didn't, yeah, I didn't want it to undermine it. the fact that we're going to discuss the whole episode because there's, a, I feel like there's a lot more to discuss than beside what I just said. I just wanted to no, get I mean my that's pretty much out. it. I don't really. I mean, <laughs> who wants to talk about Pearl dicking around with a cell phone? Like, come on. In a second. In a second. I just want to add. I think all that information puts uh, love like you into a new perspective a little. It does. 
I think I hate this show now. Yeah, I think I've always hated this show. <laughs> like, I think I just I realized it. I didn't, I didn't sign up for a sad show. Show of hands, who wants to be a wrestling podcast now? <laughs> I, I would love that. So, guys, yes. since we're already <laughs> off subject, I just scrolled through our feed on SoundCloud, and um, we didn't do too good this year. Oh, no. Uh, we've released 19 episodes That's... since the last anniversary. Personally, I blame Don't myself. Don't blame me. Yeah. Blame Cartoon Network. Personally, I blame Evan, too. How many, how many have I been there for? Uh, I'd have to go through all of the descriptions, and I don't want to do that. I don't think I've done one this year. I don't think you have. I I think I've maybe one, maybe one. The the, the last anniversary. I think the last anniversary. No, I don't think you have been in any of them. Well, I'm here now, and that's what matters. Is it? All right, right, look. That Thor gift, is it I feel very attacked. And how dare you bring up a Thor (laughs) gift at me? You know I'm a Captain America boy. Uh, Evan, (laughs) Evan, it's okay. Me and you have both been flaky. We're going to fix that. Yeah. You fucking got married. You uh, have an excuse. Yeah, you have an excuse. You have a wife now. You have a family. I was going to say also, <laughs> to, to a degree, and it's not like super on, on, on my mind all the time, but I am okay with releasing slowly because this show does. I think they're, they're probably going to do a Summer of Steven because if I was them, that's what I would do. I, I, I would. would I, I'll ramp up trying to. Also, be these dickbags stole our idea. Yeah, only releasing 19 episodes a year. Um, there was a payoff in this episode of a concept put forward in one of the earliest comics of Steven Universe, if not the first comic. Oh, of, the, the, uh, was it the, the, yeah, the Inner Pearl? I thought about the yes. exact same thing when I saw it. Yeah, which is something that I, I feel like a lot of people were really excited about when the comics first started coming out, and, and then just, you know, the fatigue set in and uh, kind that of forgot about it. That describes exactly what happened to me. But what was what was different about it? Because I never read the actual comic. It was a tunnel of doors. So you could, you could go through and open any given door and she that was basically just how she stored things. Yeah. So they kind of streamlined it a oh, little Oh, I guess bit it, could have been, it could be the same way as long as she like visualized it that way in her head, but just not yeah. this time. Um, but yeah. more, more so it was the idea that um, the, there are pocket dimensions inside of gems and also that uh you can put steven in a gem and have him like physically go through the gym in artifacts gym. inside the gem yeah Which, my, my question is how did the cellular data work inside there so that he could get the text in jimmy neutron they were on a different solar system and the phone <laughs> still yeah, worked. what the fuck did you just say to me I can't believe we brought Jimmy Neutron into Why? this. Why? Okay, hold on. Brain blast. You you don't you don't understand how ready I am to talk about Jimmy Neutron all the time forever. <laughs> After Steven Universe ends, this is officially going to be the Sheen Zone. Um, I'm I, yes. so down for that. Okay. Um. So again, I'm I'm a little embarrassed after after Matt's like. Really heartfelt, in-depth analysis of the Don't entire worry. series. So the rest of my bullet points are kind of like, like small and not really worth noting after that. But I, stop okay. diminishing your stuff. I'm sure it's equally valid. Okay, girl. Um, so is this why Pearl doesn't like shapeshifting? Is because the last time she shapeshifted, it was it was like basically inadvertently starting a war. I didn't even think of that. Who did the who did the storyboarding in this one? Yeah, it's Hillary Florido and Amber Craig. Because I feel like they really pulled out the big guns and got some really on model this time. It felt great. Yeah, it yeah, great. It yeah very on model. I loved it. I was, yeah. I was really drawn in. I felt like that really sold it for like how important these episodes were too. But not, not to shoot on any other storyboarders, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, a great episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's one of the strongest episodes in the entire series, which says a lot. Uh, because Definitely. there's a pretty high bar set, I think. Um, uh, particularly, you know, when it comes to goofy, silly episodes, sure, they're, they're, you know, there's a, there's a high bar set with those because, like, those are super fun, but it's easy for plot-heavy episodes to be better than those. But to have a really, really strong plot episode is is tough, especially after you know, so much plot that there's not as much recency bias. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every time we get a plot-heavy episode, it's been like, man, that's the best episode ever. But we've just gotten plot-heavy episode after plot-heavy episode after plot-heavy episode lately with the whole Lars stuff. It's still weird how they're they're, they're still bringing out big things. I fucking love the term recency bias. Yeah, that is great. that's a really good term. Well, thank you. But, like, every time we talk about, you know, big big plot-heavy episodes or big twists, it's like, oh, that's the coolest episode ever, but we don't... Yeah, no, no, I get what you mean, but because we're getting it more and more, and, like, the last few things we got, like, we get some silly shit like Garnet's like, yo, shit, it's cats. But, Which is great, of course, I love but, but we are just getting so much it's concentrated cats shit. Absolutely. All right. Dylan just messaged our group chat. He's, he's passing He's out. literally so let's, dying. Let's move on to final thoughts. Dylan, do you want to go first so that uh, you can pass out? Go first. Um, Pearl feels responsible for killing everybody, like or at least Elm White did. Death is on her hands. That's my final thought. Good yeah. job. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, Sabath. Yeah. All right, my final thoughts. Uh, I, I like how the show seems to take every crazy conspiracy theory and make you feel like an idiot and then one-up yeah. you on your conspiracy theory. It, it's like, alright, you guys are stupid. Forget that conspiracy theory. Let me give you something even crazier than that. That's what, that's what I felt like this episode was about. And it was... Because I was like, no, there's no way that Rose Quartz could be Pink Diamond. And then they found a way to make it work. And uh, I don't know. I really loved it. I, I think it's great. That's my final thought. Okay. So, uh, obviously, this episode was extremely important, and it's really, really hard to uh, to have your cards so close to your chest, I think, to to drop all these hints without giving uh, something like this away. You know, especially with such a uh, passionate fan base as the Steven Universe fan base tends to be. You know, so I really applaud that. But it also reminds me that, like, uh, sometimes I feel like a lot of the show uh, – gets by on just kind of the characters and you know you know the the stuff they've already set in motion just kind of naturally interacting um which is 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 easy to do if you've set up a a great world like steven universe has with good characters you know the characters just naturally kind of interact but we sometimes i think forget that we're dealing with some incredibly clever writers you know um yeah and uh that is super mind-blowing to me and i I'd also, you know, just to tack on to my final thoughts, I don't know if anyone from the crew universe listens to this fucking show, but I would like to say that I have made some of my best and closest friends because of this goddamn stupid show. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd like to thank them for that. Again, I don't know if anyone listens, but if they do, it's uh, yeah. the show has and will always mean a, a tremendous amount to me. It's not even the last episode, Evan. Stop pulling out all the stops. Oh, I'll get even sappier for the last episode. Are you fucking kidding me? Please. Um, Kayla. Well, gosh, I'm having a hard time bringing it. I'm not going to lie. Um, Bring it. Wake up that baby. I, <laughs> I guess my final thought is that this is the most maturely we have seen Steven handle a major revelation about his origins that he he actually has like 
grown as a person and learned how to deal with ha- like having a traumatic past and also kind of amnesia about it. So he's yeah. like learning about his own traumatic past and in a way his own failures in the way that he's let people down in like a previous life kind of. Um, and yeah. in the past when, when uh, we thought that, well, you know, when everybody except for Pearl, I guess, thought that Rose had shattered Pink Diamond, he he did like all sorts of weird shit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. after after finding that out, and at and um as he is learning the truth that like no, he is Pink Diamond. He he like at no point loses his cool. Really, in fact, it's actually Garnet who loses her cool, which we see from the um the next time on and. Uh, probably like my favorite part of the episode. Stephen having enough is the best Stephen. Like Stephen being like, it better not be that her phone is in her fucking pocket and making me walk through all of her repressed <laughs> war memories would be really shitty. Yeah. Um, so so the the fact that like he's handling it in a way that like doesn't compromise any of of it like he's he's handling yeah. it in a very mature collected way but he can like to the point where he could be kind of snarky about it i don't know that we would have gotten this before um and i like that and it is appropriate for how far we have come in the podcast and yeah in the show. i agree uh, Natasha, like, I know you gave us a fucking, like, Gettysburg address earlier. I, you got I do, anything yeah. Else yeah. Gettysburg's out of the address. There are a few, like, moments when I'm watching certain things where it's like, this reminds me why I love blank, and this show reminds me why I love animation, and like, cre- like storytelling in general. Like, the fact that I wrote, like, like Max said, a fucking Gettysburg address about one single character it reminds me how well written and how cleverly written, like Evan said, this show actually is. And and like Evan said again, I've met so many good, good friends through starting to enjoy the show. And I would like to say that, like, I don't feel like I would be the person I am today if I didn't start watching this show. And I would be even more remiss to say that I don't enjoy who I am because I've started watching the show because I feel like I've become a much better and like the show that episode specifically reminded me of all this like it just gave me this thing like wow i'm so glad i started watching this and just yeah 10 out of 10 episode this is probably actually my favorite episode to date i still think miriam is my favorite is that the last episode you were on (laughs) 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 fucking kayla with the slam dunk yeah you can't see me right now but i'm dabbing dude uh we felt i believe it it. (laughs) Dude, I love I you know, I've been saying we should dab more as a podcast so we can appeal to our teen <laughs> listeners. I let me get my fidget spinner, hold on. Yeah, that's what this is relevant see. to me, the consumer. So both is on the same page as me. Um Oh, this is kind of a weird experience for me. Um because like as especially fucking Natasha can tell you, like, over the past year I've changed a lot in terms of like what my interests are and stuff like this most recent episode really did get me and it was a reminder that yeah I actually do care about the show itself as entertainment yeah so I I think I think this is really good the way they pulled it off I think you look back across the whole series like I enjoy the build-up I enjoy the payoff, 
And for the first time in a long time, I'm not just like kind of mildly interested or whatever. I'm genuinely excited to see where Steven Universe is going. And I am just really looking forward to whatever bullshit we record (laughs) in reaction to where it goes. So thanks everyone for, if you have been listening, whether it's for, I don't know, two weeks or the full three years of the Ringo Zone. If you have stuck around that long, thanks. I haven't for sure. I for sure yeah. have not stuck around that long. <laughs> I love y'all. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, Kayla. Thank you, and the payoff is nothing. Ha ha, there's no payoff. What? Right in the comments.